What's up folks? How you doing today? Uh, something I want to talk about today is going to be control and anxiety. Um, how, what's the correlation and uh, what's the analogy in our garden and how do we interact with these things, control, anxiety, um, and how do we activate control in our life in a healthy way and get rid of anxiety and get confident, get dropped in, feel good, feel healthy, feel strong, feel really settled in ourselves that's our goal so let's let's get into it what is control uh, let's start rather with what's anxiety anxiety is this basically chaos in the mind um, that is really leading you in a direction of trying to control things that's where sort of it, it comes down to it, it feel it's really a lack of control and so what we're doing is we're trying to control um, something not necessarily the right thing. Most of the times, it's not the right thing. If you're anxious, you're generally not controlling the right things. Um, not always, but um, most of the time. The relationship is much like it's basically chaos and order. The relationship between chaos and order, and uh, how accurate we're being with our order. Um, and then our belief in, in that and being able to settle into that space. Okay, so, so, you know, what happens when something happens in life? There's a lot of things going on in somebody's life. There's big events, there's big, you know, workups happening, um, you know, whatever it is. There's things moving around. There's lots of moving parts, lots of people, lots of relationship dynamics. People start to get very anxious about all of these things. A lot of things, right? A lot of chaos, a lot of moving parts. Um, not a lot of order. And so what humans will try to do is they'll try to make order into a system, right? That is, that's what we do. We, we really try to bring order into a system um, often, oftentimes. And, and so what will happen when we find ourselves in one of these, you know, moments of life, which happen very frequently all the time, um, we try to bring order into that space. Now, this really, now, that's normal. What happens is we take a shift and we, and we sort of lose ourselves a little bit in this space. What will happen is we, we lose our mind or we'll, we will lose our settledness or we'll lose our composure, a lot of people will call it. And, and we will start to try to control the wrong thing. So it really comes down to accuracy. And the way that we get to accuracy is we're going to be breathing, we're going to be settling in, we're going to make sure that we're calm in the face of big energy, right? And also practice is going to really help you. Getting up early, doing the work, putting in reps, hard reps, making sure that you are well-practiced because that repetition is the order within the chaos so you can default to that order when chaos occurs that's basically what's happening um, in your neurological and physiological system you have established order so now when chaos comes you can just slap into that order and you're fine and you can handle it. that's basically what you're doing when you're drilling repetitions and you need to be doing that because you need to be drilling order into your Neuro nervous system. 
So we will be generally trying to control the wrong things. That because we are not settled, we lose our composure. We start breathing shallow, high, short breath. <laughs> right? Even if it's not like a car crash and there's like a really high intensity short. Um, it's like a, it's a short, you know, it's a compacted um, event. Um, it, it could be a stretched out long period, you know, of life. It could be a series of like a month, two months, you know, where it's like a lot of pressure, anxiety, and you're not necessarily sitting there going all the time, but you will, you know, the way you move through life, it's just, it's much shallower. It's much higher in your chest. You're not breathing deeply. And especially when we sit at computers, we find ourselves and sit at desks. We find, and with the phones and the video games, they hunt ourselves over. And so the, that's the extent of our breathing. And so um, people will get caught into that physiological loop um, inside of this big chaos. So now they are falling into a negative physio physiological loop um, and they start trying to control the wrong things, such as other people or other events or other things outside of themselves. And, and it starts to lead to more problems because in your brain, your system is saying, I'm pulling the trigger. I'm pulling the trigger. I'm pulling the trigger. I don't understand why it's not getting better. Maybe I need to add more fuel to this fire. Maybe I need to get more controlling because clearly the control is not working. The, the control factor is not you know, working. So I think I need to double down on the control factor. Um, and so people will double down on the control factor. And so they will make it more strenuous on the people around them. And then this becomes a, a self-fulfilling loop where they are now part of the chaos. They are contributing to the chaos because they're not the order. They think they're the order in their mind, almost in like a, you know, a, it's almost like a slight bit of psychosis. I don't know if it's going to be technically defined that way, but it's almost as if it's a slight bit of psychosis because what's happening is we are believing that we are controlling something, but in reality, it's the exact opposite of that. So we're sitting here going, I'm creating order. <laughs> and, and you're doing nothing but pouring gasoline over the entire floor and lighting a match and creating more chaos. And, and so it's, but what happened, you're, ex, you're expressing the same muscles. Do you understand? You're expressing the same muscles. It's still a, it's a physiological reaction combined with control over something. And those two things together can create either a um, inflation and chaos or a suppression of it and a, you know, a collection of order. And so the way that we move into that order is, as I've been hinting and as I've been saying, is to, first of all, collect yourself and to understand that in this process and in general in life, the only thing that you really have control over is yourself. And I've talked about this in the past, but it's very important to be reviewing.
constantly because if you're not reviewing it constantly then then it comes up and people you know will fall into these you know chaos loops and and you get thrown around in life and you and you contribute to the other throwing around in life so the only thing that you have control over is yourself and even there's you know the famous thing with from Viktor Frankl in the Holocaust is is that what he found is that even in the Holocaust you know this is what essentially um, you know logotherapy is that's his you know psychology that he developed um, his method of thinking um, is that you know even in extreme chaos and even with this insane insane you know chaos surrounding the, the Nazi Nazi Germany people who have who are crazy um, and wanted to take everything away from that person even their life even down to the end the person they couldn't take away that person's free will and even if they chose to kill them they couldn't take away that person's free will that person could all the way to the end, retain their free will, even if they were locked up. At, on an internal level, for the individual, they could not take away that free will. On an on an external level, they could not they 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 couldn't take away the free will of the uh, you know of the of the people, and um, the people ultimately survived. And that's a, that's not what Viktor Frankl says, but that's I'm just adding that on there, but. Um, what Viktor Frankl says is that on the individual level, they could not take away the person's free will, even when they were taking the person's life. Now, that's obviously a very extreme example, but the extreme proves the point. So the only way that you can prove these points is if you go to the extremes and you find, you know, all the way at the end what the case scenario would be, and then you prove it there. And this is a fantastic, you know, proof to show that we have control over ourselves in this life no matter what and it's your job and it's your opportunity even when there's crazy stuff going on and it's hard yes it'll be hard but that doesn't mean it's impossible and so we need to get out of this language use of it's impossible i can't i can't it's impossible i i can't is basically you saying, I don't have control over myself. And so I'm just going to let whatever happen, happen. And that's not the way to go through life. That's not, how we're, that's not how we're supposed to go through life. There is a way to go through life. And, and, and the best way to go through it is to retain control over yourself. And so these are, these are, even if it's subtle and you think it doesn't matter and it doesn't affect you, you should really, really, I really encourage you to start paying attention to the words you're using. Because impossible, I can't, oh my gosh, I can't believe that, blah, 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 like that, I can't, no way, that's, there's no way I can do that. Like all of this language, you'll be surprised. Just one, like, one sentence of I can't, you'll be surprised at how much you say that word. Most people say that word very frequently that phrase very frequently and it's 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 wrong it's doing an injustice to yourself you have so much more capacity and capabilities and power than that you're you're diminishing your own power like in my personal belief system i believe that there's a god and he's the all-ruling power and 
but he gave you a certain amount of power. And so you are diminishing your power by, by saying, I can't, you have the capacity to do it. Um, and, and it's something to understand that amidst chaos, you are the thing that you can control. That's the point. You are the thing that you can control. Now, the next point is influence. And we've talked about that a little bit in the past as well. When you control yourself and you affect the environment, you are influencing the environment into order. The opposite is if you're trying to control everything else, what's happening is it's a false control and you're not controlling everybody else. But what you're doing is you're really strongly influencing them in a negative direction. So it's, it's both influence. You're not controlling that person. You can't control that person. It's influence. But that influence is a, can be a faux influence and you could think that you're controlling that person. Um, but really it's a negative influence. So the, the, the thing, and so let me get to the analogy here in the garden. The analogy would be basically like you have your garden, right? And you want to grow the best garden possible, right? Of course, that's what we want to do. We want to grow the best garden possible. So what happens? What do we do? Okay, well, one day it snows and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't. I can't deal with the snow. I've got to figure out a way to make it not snow. Okay, I'm going to develop a machine and I'm going to go and I'm going to try to climb up into the galaxies and I'm going to like spray this dust and it's going to vaporize all of the snow as it's coming down and I'm going to get rid of the snow and then we won't have to deal with it and we can just grow a beautiful garden and, and everything will be great. So you go to great lengths to go and to do that. And you create a lot of chaos in your life. The analogy is, is that you don't get to control the weather in your garden. You don't get to control outside things coming into your garden. You get to control how you behave and how you react within your garden. So if, let's say, there's foxes and they're coming and they're killing chickens, guess what? How do you defend that? You control the way that you set up your garden. You build really secure fences. You build really secure chicken coops. You build things that they're not going to get into. On top of that, you can set traps. On top of that, if you see them, you can shoot them. Like it just, this is your control. But to say like, you know, you can't, you can't like, wipe out all foxes on the face of the earth. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you can't go out and just try to exhibit control over, you know, nature and, and how nature progresses and proceeds. It's, it's not your role. It's not your place in life. And so your place in life is to react to that. So if you have a couple foxes coming in, you could kill one or two, um, you know, and get the message across to the other ones and and then and and make a really tight coop and that will and and that's within your control and that's defending your chickens and now your chickens will live and you'll have a healthy coop and you'll have a healthy farm and this is how you react and this is how you behave with um 
the accuracy of things. The accuracy is to understand that you have control over yourself. So now that we understand that, that translates to every part of this process. It translates to physiological, and it translates to psychological, and it translates to the actions that you're going to be taking, um, and it translates to everything. So it all stems from this. You have to understand this is the root, that your control is over you. You do have control, it's over you, and you're the faux control of I'm going to control somebody else is not actually control, it's influence, and um, it's a faux control, and you think you're controlling somebody, but it's actually just strong negative influence. Um, there is a conversation to have over, you know, when you're talking about your child, perhaps you could argue that you do have control over your child when you're, um, they're up until the age of you know, very young, I don't know how old it would be, but still, it would be very young, until then, then you start having influence on the child, uh, but still, uh, even at a, a very young age, you begin to have influence rather than control, um, and you can control them and force them into things, but what you're doing is it's not actually control, it's influence, and, and because watch what will happen, that child will respond back. <laughs> Guess what? Sooner or later that child's going to react to that influence. It's going to push back and if it has if it's experiencing very negative control then guess what happens? Those kids, they owe it, you know, they, they bounce back. They, they're going to stop talking to you because they're tired of dealing with your negative influence. So it's the same thing over and over again. So now when we talk about physiological, we're talking about regaining your breath, <sighs> being in control of your nervous system. That is basically the key here. And everything that we're doing up until this point, everything's stemmed on this. When you're doing repetitions, why do we do so many repetitions? Because it's what you have control over. It's your control over the system, over the, over the, over the space, over the scenario. Your control over the scenario is to have a nervous system that is very comfortable in, in chaos. So when chaos occurs, you can snap into order and be the order within the chaos. Now what happens is you're not exhibiting control over the environment, but you are deeply influencing the environment towards order. And then what happens is everybody will follow your lead and move into order after you. That's how you lead moving forward. That's how, that's leaders moving first. That's how leaders, you know, set the tone for an environment. They're not controlling. I heard a quote once that, that, um, it was like from like, uh, it was on a, it was like from some podcast. It was like from a special ops guy. He was like, you know how you know who's the leader in a in situation? And, and the, you know, the host was like, I don't know, tell me. And, and he goes, it's not the biggest guy, it's not the strongest guy, it's the guy who has the lowest heart rate. <laughs> and it was like, oh man, that's a different way to think about it, because it's not the guy who's big and strong, it's the guy who has control over himself in such a deep manner that even within chaos, he is a low heart rate. He's calm. You know what that means? It means his whole system is deeply settled and calm while there's chaos happening so he moves and takes care of the situation clean and done and that's it meanwhile other people are freaking out and they lost themselves you know how you die you freak out you panic 
That's how you die in life. In, in concentrated environments, like when you're swimming, right? What happens when you're swimming and you start panicking and, and you know, and like if somebody's drowning and the lifeguard goes and gets them and they start panicking, what happens? They, 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 they will drown, you know, they, were, they drown the lifeguard. A lot of the times lifeguards have to like knock those people unconscious because otherwise they're going to kill both of them. So when you start panicking, you'll kill yourself and the other people around you. So it's, but it's not just acute situations. It's also situations that play out throughout, you know, days and years and months. All of these things is, you know, you will kill yourself by panicking. Your stress, your adrenals, your hormone levels, they will start to, you know, you'll get, you'll get sick. You'll get, you'll get, <laughs> you'll get cancer from it. You'll get this, you know, you'll get a, you'll get an illness because you're in this high stress environment. And that is um, a big problem. So this is the point, guys, between in chaos, um, the only thing that you have control over is yourself. And when you start to exercise that, then you'll start living a healthier life, both in acute and obtuse situations, meaning in a high concentrated, you know, sort of situation where somebody's drowning, um, but also just across life in your day to day. Okay, that's it, guys. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon.